Welcome to CBS Soap Dish Recap, a podcast about your favorite CBS soaps. Each week, we deliver the best hard-hitting analysis of the previous week of The Young and the Restless and The Bold and the Beautiful. Now, here's your hosts. We want to take a minute and give credit to one of our sponsors of the show, Her Two Beauty Bar. They specialize in all-natural skincare, all-natural ingredients, which includes sensual body butters, cleansing soap milk, exfoliating sugar scrubs, facial aloe skin products, and argan hair care. Go to MySkinCareNatural.com to shop for your natural skincare needs. Now, back to the show. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Pretty good. How are you? I am good. Labor Day weekend, an extra day off work. Are you off work too on Monday? Yep, I'm off actually Monday and Tuesday. Oh, look at you. You got an extended Mm -hmm. vacation. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I'm looking forward to it. I know you are. I know you are. So welcome back, everybody, to CBS Soap Dish Recap. And I hope you guys are being safe on this holiday weekend. Um, I, I don't know if the other countries are also participating in the Labor Day weekend. I know this is a holiday weekend for us in the U.S. So wherever you are, whether you're a extended vacation or whether you just got an, a regular weekend, hopefully it's a great one and you guys are staying safe. So we are recapping the week of August 31st through September 4th on both uh, The Young and the Restless and The Bold and the Beautiful. And you know what? We had some pretty good content this week on both shows, right? There's a lot. There's a lot to unpack. Especially on Y&R. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Especially, and I'm going to say one person's name that uh, I really like what she did is Chelsea. And that was on Thursday, but we'll get there. Mm. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I thought that was hilarious. And then we got to talk about hope as well. So I'll just throw that nugget out there as well, too. So. First of all, can you hear me okay, Keisha? Yes, I can hear you. Fine. Okay, I just want to make sure because sometimes with pot, this pot, podcast platform, we might have some difficulties and things like that. So I want to make sure that it's clear and concise and everything. So, okay. Mm-hmm. So we're going to start off this show first with Young and the Restless, and we're going to talk about Monday. So. Mm-hmm. I'll let you start. What do you, what did you have? Well, you know what? Cause we're going to do, are we going to do storylines like we did last week or do you prefer to do it day by day? Um, it, it doesn't really matter to me. I don't mind doing, doing it storyline by storyline if that's how you want to do it. Okay. All right. Let's do that. Um, so we had on the young and the restless, we had the storyline of course with Adam and Sharon. We had the mm-hmm. storyline with, um, well, it's little bitty ones in there too because yeah, there was some with Abby and Chance, Chan- right? Nick, right, Nick and Phyllis had small, a little, a small little storyline going on. Okay, let's do but this I- then. Let's do day by day for Young and the Restless, and then for Bold because it's not a plethora of storylines on mm-hmm. Bold, it's like one or two or three. 
we can tackle the storylines for that show. How about that? Okay. That works. Yeah, that'll work. Okay, so what do you have for Monday? For <clears throat> um, so Monday, I'll start with this, the smallest thing that happened on Monday, which mm-hmm. was Jack visiting Billy at mm-hmm. work. Mm-hmm. Tell him how proud he was that um, he is able to get his life back on track and he's got a new business venture going on at um, the Chancellor Media Company. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that was a, a sweet little scene between them um, because for a while, you know, him and Jack weren't really getting along all that well. Right. I always like to see him and Jack getting along and complimenting each other and all that kind of stuff, giving each other the kudos. Um, and then they kind of talk a little bit about Theo, and Jack tells him that he could be a uh, a mentor to Theo. Mm-hmm. Um, because Billy is telling him how he reminds him so much of himself, and he gets the, he Jack gives Theo all these nice little um, compliments, and how he's he's a smart guy, and um, he he's a good asset to the company, and so I liked hearing Jack say something nice about Theo. Yeah, I mean, I thought that was pretty cool too of the fact that, you know, they were able to come together because moments, you know, throughout the history of Billy and Jack, they've always had these up and down moments. And yeah. they always come back together because at the end of the day, they share the same uh, biological father. So that usually reunites them. You know, the only thing I tend to think that tends to break them apart is Billy's recklessness. And yes. so, you know, you have Jack who wants Billy to go by the straight and narrow. And Billy is like, I live life on my own choices. So um, it's it was good, though, that after everything that has happened and Billy is now working at Chancellor Communications and everything that Jack is like, OK, you know what? Let me just go over here and have a sit down with my little brother and basically tell him how well I think he's doing. So. You know, because yeah. it looked like Billy was a little defensive at first because he's looking at Jack <laughs> like, where is this coming from? But then, you know, they finally were able to get, you know, some some happy common ground with their conversation. So I thought that was cool, too. Yeah. Um. The other thing I think that really happened, too, is still this meltdown that Adam is having about how horrible a person he is. And, mm-hmm. you know, Chelsea is still trying to convince him, you know, that, you know, you're not this bad person. And, you know, she kept reiterating that Adam is not a killer. And, you know, yeah. and Adam is really taking this thing hard. Like, you know, how could I do this? Here's the, the issue that I'm having with this storyline. Mm-hmm. And then you tell me what you think. I just think that if the, because there's an end game to all of this, whether it's to put him and Sharon back together or they have an intimate moments or, or it breaks up their relationship, there's so many ways that this could have been done because they're beating the dead horse of a situation where it's totally self defense. Kind of like how. Yeah they did with the whole chance thing, which again rears its ugly head at the end of the week, but we'll get there. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think that, okay, if, you know, and I get it, you know, oh my God, how could I kill this person? But how does Adam miss the fact 
or the way this is written, that the reason that you did this is because you tried to protect your mother. Not because you was just some calculating, psychopathic child who was out to kill somebody. Your mom was being attacked. So, you know, the way that this is written is like, dude, you know, yes, it was a repressed memory. Yes, it came back. But it's almost like they're overlooking the fact of why he did this and making it look like he was some sinister kid. Yeah. It sucks. What are your thoughts on that? Um, I, I agree with you or I feel like, I feel like they are going a little too far with, uh, him being some seemingly like murderous child Mm -hmm. Um, this deranged kid that has all these issues, and I, I feel like, I guess, I feel like if that was the case, mm-hmm. that Adam would have a history of violence or a history of getting in trouble, and he doesn't. Exactly, and even with, because he even I think brought up Delia on Monday, and I'm like, yeah. dude, you didn't even know she was on the road, and then he was like, yeah, but I tried to hide the evidence, I tried to do this. Yeah, I mean, but okay, that's one thing, and definitely that wasn't the right thing to do. Okay, however, it's not like you sought out and saw a child, right? And that's even if he actually did, because that's still up in the air. Yep. Yeah. What I didn't like about that when him and Chelsea were talking, Mm -hmm. um, she said she said he needs to stop wallowing in self pity and. Um, he's like spinning his emotions are spinning out of control mm-hmm. um, I feel I want I wonder if I wonder if Chelsea would have been supportive of his need to want to get to the bottom of this situation that happened with him I wonder if she would have been supportive of that from the beginning and not trying to stop him from learning what happened um, if he would if they would be having the issues that they're having right now. Because I feel like he's pushing Chelsea away because he knows Chelsea doesn't want him to to um dig into his past. Mm-hmm. Um and I, I just I hate the way that she dis she's dismissing it. Like on Monday I felt like that whole conversation that they had mm-hmm. was her still and even though they've talked about it, she's her still dismissing his feelings about <clears throat> trying to find out what happened or his feelings about himself or his feelings about just what happened in general. Yeah. I mean, and here's the thing. I don't think she would be fighting it as much if this was someone the the, the, the deep rooted issue with Chelsea is to me, part of it may be, and this is just my opinion and I agree with you as well. Cause I can see your side too. Okay. Mm-hmm. I also in addition to what you're saying, a lot of her being so dismissive is the fact of it's bringing Sharon into their inner circle. Because if he just say he got some random counselor or, you know, some doctor that he found from a different mental, I mean, a different counseling center, I don't Mm -hmm. think she would be having this issue. But because mm-hmm. of the fact that it brings Sharon into their inner circle, she's really saying, just get over it. You don't have to. Because she knows that Adam is adamant about Sharon being mm-hmm. his counselor. 
that's not going to go anywhere. That's not going to change. So the only other out that she have is to convince Adam, you don't need to even deal with this. You mm-hmm. don't need to be bothered with this. You'll be fine. You just got to realize that the fact that you, you were protecting your mom and she's like you just said, being dismissive. Part of that is her insecurity trying to manipulate him away from Sharon. Yeah. Because she knows that he's not going to go to anybody but Sharon. Yep. So, well, speaking of Sharon, mm-hmm. let's talk about her Her little conversation with Ray. Okay. On um, after they got back from Kansas and she, you know, tells him that she appreciated him being there and um, he's, this is when Ray says he doesn't want to be her because she called him his back. She called him her backup. Mm-hmm. And Ray said he didn't want to be her backup. He wants to be her partner. And Ray starts talking about the case again as if it's like one of, not case, Adam's yeah. situation, as if it's one of his cases. And he did that early on when she first told him that she wanted to help Adam. Mm-hmm. He, he was talking about Adam's situation as like it was one of a, a case that he was investigating. And Sharon got very defensive and got mad at Ray and told Ray he needs to stop digging because this isn't her story to tell. Adam is her patient or her client or whatever I guess the correct word is yeah, for let me, it. Let me ask you about that. I mm-hmm. thought that was pretty interesting because how do you go from you know seeing your wife dealing with a, a mental in a mental health situation to making this a criminal investigation. Yeah. That and that's what annoyed me about it is Ray is always in cop mode. And it's like Ray, everything is not a police investigation. Right. Especially especially this case. This isn't a, an investigation. This is Sharon trying to help someone with um their pet like their their mental I don't even I guess their I mental, really their, yeah, mental, mental status but, as a child. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. It's it's just him trying to figure things out and you're treating it as if it's some kind of criminal investigation. But I, he wasn't he wasn't saying that Adam did anything. He was thinking that Adam was a victim, like somebody did something to him as a child. Okay, and so here's my thing then. Just say cuz see I I looked at it a little bit differently. I looked at the fact that Ray and especially dealing with the Newman family and him being a detective at one point, he tends mm-hmm. to look at the Newman family as always being involved in something criminal. So mm-hmm. I, my perception was that he felt that there's got to be something around whatever they're talking about that Adam did. And so his digging into this, because he probably, I just thought in his mind, yeah, you know, Adam is always in trouble. Adam is always up to something. He obviously did something that he's trying to come to terms with. Uh, let me see if I can stick my two cents in and figure out what it is, you know. And I just think that that was just not the right. And I don't blame Sharon for doing that. Because what if this was a totally different patient? Are you going to do that with all of the patients that she get involved in? Well, is there something criminal with this? Maybe I can know. Well, the reason why I say mm-hmm. um, he he felt like Adam was the victim was because he said something about um, when children when children are victimized, blah blah blah. 
So that's why I thought he was looking at it from that perspective. Okay. Not that Adam had done anything. Let's go. Wrong. Let's go with that because he did say that. So you know, hey, just uh, I, now I'm I'm on board with that because he did say that. Okay, so let's take it from there then. If in fact you feel he was a victim, now again that was eleven. He was eleven years old. So I'm thinking just by. TV age, Adam is now in his mid to late 30s, okay? So you're talking about somebody from maybe 25, 28 years ago. What are you mm-hmm. planning to do about that, Ray? You're going to go back and try to find out who this person is? What was yeah, your I end game with that? I didn't really understand the... I, I, did, I didn't like it. it he, he was annoying me with his police talk in this situation. Yes. And I think I, I think his main thing was he wants I feel like he's trying to rush along whatever process it is that Sharon is doing so Sharon can be done with him Yeah, and I can kind of I can kind of get his frustration because I know you're saying like if this was any other patient would Ray be doing this but we could also say if this was any other patient would Sharon be treating this the way that she is and we know that she wouldn't she's doing it because she knows Adam and she this to me in my opinion this is too personal of a situation for her to be involved in I mean you're absolutely correct on that because I mean in even in a court situation or if you are too close you're supposed to recuse yourself okay mm-hmm. so in a similar a similar situation this is one of your this is your ex-husband now granted you know hey there are patients in all levels of medicine, whether it's mental health, whether it's cardiology, whatever, that you do have the option to see people that you have been involved with in your past, but you run a fine line with it. That's the thing. It's not nothing wrong with it. It's just Mm -hmm. because you're too close to the situation. Can you be objective, especially in a mental health situation? If you're going right. in for a physical, that's one thing. I mean, come on, it is what it is. But when in a mental health situation where you're going into people's psyche about something where emotions can be involved and connections and things like that can be reattached, you walk in a fine line when it comes to psychology. Right. So, like you just said, I totally agree with that. I mean, is she a little bit too close because of her past? Now she's saying I can stay objective, and you know, of course, Adam is like been. she's already proven that. What you say? I said, but she's already proven that she's not being objective. She's not, she's not treating Adam's case as just some other, you know, a, a typical case that she would take on. Now I will say this, you know, um, because if a psych, just if it's found out, just say for example. Like in this case, you know, it comes up of that Adam needs to leave town or he ran off to Kansas the previous week to figure out this whole thing. I do think that there are in some cases, I don't think the physicians or counselors follow their client, but they definitely Mm -hmm. keep up with them when they do something like that. Mm -hmm. Because the patient is in their care and they are responsible for their mental health. Now, would would a, a counselor travel to find some one of their patients because they might think they're in a bad way? I'm not sure about that. I don't know. Is it? It could be possible. It could not be. But it to me, it's because they 
and here's the thing. They just slept together in the past six months. Mm-hmm. I think it was in January or December. And well, let's see, we're in September now. So I would say in the past eight or nine months, you know, they actually just slept together. Yeah. So it's not like they've been broken up for like five years, you know what I mean, or something. They mm-hmm. they just had an intimate relationship recently when he came yeah. back to town in the past year. So yeah, it's a little bit too close for what's going on. So anywho, um, yeah, did you have more on that? Um, not really. Okay. No, there was just one thing that Ray said, and he he said that he um. He he wants Adam to get the help that he needs. He just doesn't understand why Sharon has to be the one to save him. Um, okay, so let me ask you a question. I'm going to throw this out here and then we got to talk about Adam and Victor and Victoria because that also happened on Monday too. So my question is, just say if this was Nick. This is Nick is General City Golden Boy. Mm-hmm. And something came out in his past and Sharon counsels him. Would Ray have such of a big issue about that? I don't think that he would as much as he does with Adam. I think it's because Adam is it's like trouble. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking too. It's automatic trouble. You know, if, but again, mm-hmm. that's her ex. Nick that would be another bad decision on Sharon's part because her and Nick's history is just as if not more than Adams, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, deep rooted than her and Adams. That's your ex. You and Nick have been married how many times? You and Nick have been in a relationship how many times? You've got children together, right? That would be, a, that would be an even worse decision to counsel him, right? That's true. I was looking at the aspect because Ray is really trying to pull Sharon out of this whole thing. I just yeah. don't see him. If if Sharon came to him and said, you know what, he's having problems with dealing with his past relationship with Victor, meaning Nick, and mm-hmm. he wants to talk with me and get some stuff off his chest because he's been feeling some kind of way, I really truly think Ray wouldn't have an issue with that. I don't. I don't either. Mm-hmm. I don't. It's just because as it's Adam. Seem as if, yeah, uh, I would say as long as it didn't seem as if she was getting in too deep, like she's doing with Adam, I don't think Ray would have an issue with it. But if she starts. Um, waking up in the middle of the night and going to find Nick or going to uh, traveling to another state to to track Nick down, then I think yes, Ray would probably have an issue with it because she's doing too much. But see, that's the thing. Even before Adam even jumped ship and ran off to Kansas, the moment mm-hmm. Ray found out that she was going to be counseling him, he had issues with it. And, and he should, and he, because he was the reason they broke up. Exactly. So that's what well, that's. I don't blame him. So that's <laughs> why I'm, you know, I'm thinking like, this has not. I, I honestly do. I think Ray give a rats behind about what Adam's going through. No, he's so concerned about the fact that he sees Adam as the bad guy. He would not mm-hmm. feel initially right off the bat the same way with Nick, even though Nick is deeply invested with Sharon. For years and decades, more than even Adam was. So mm-hmm. it's just that there's this, just like Chelsea has this issue with her being his counselor because of his. It, it's just, yeah, I just think they're beating a dead horse. If you're going to bring Sharon and Adam together, just do it. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> just, yeah. just do it. 
But I think so. I think the difference with Chelsea and the difference with Ray, though, is that Chelsea is just straight up insecure. Yes, she is. I think Ray is is genuinely concerned about um, uh, Sharon's health, not, and not saying that, of course, the their history doesn't play a role. But mm-hmm. I think his concern is more on Sharon's health because because of the couple of times that he's come home and Sharon has been like visibly upset or because of the fact that Sharon is traveling to other states to track him down or because of the fact that she she just it's like Adam's situation <clears throat> Adam's situation right now is running her life well <laughs> and she's got her own things that she that she needs to be worried about and I know that Sharon is an adult and she can take care of herself but at the same time Sharon is I think Sharon is being unreasonable in, in some of this situation with Adam because what client is allowed to just show up at their therapist's house whenever he wants to without calling first and what what therapist tracks their client down around town or shows up at their client's house unannounced mm. yeah I mean I, I, I do know of situations that you know especially if, it's in, if the person is in a bad way I, I do know counselors locally who accept situations like that because a lot of the counselors here have home offices and things like that so Mm -hmm. it does happen um Mm -hmm. however there are boundaries that need and you know each counselor to its own you know it, it depends in this situation is that i do i think that adam needs to not bum rush her absolutely i mean she got kids in the house she got a whole dude up in the house. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, you don't know. She could be sleeping. Maybe she had a, a doctor's appointment with the oncologist. And just to show up and say, I need to talk to you. I mean, it's different if he's like, I'm threatening to kill myself. I'm in a yeah. bad way. I need to see somebody. I need that's different. But just yeah. like, oh, my God, I, I just need to talk to somebody. Dude, that could have waited till an appointment tomorrow afternoon or two. <laughs> okay. So. Yeah. And that's, and that's where I feel like they could have been more realistic with their situation instead of mm-hmm. having Adam constantly just showing up on Sharon's doorstep. And that, of course, that's making a, everybody a... mad because later in the week, we're dealing with Noah. So, I mean, yeah. it's just... It's it's crazy, and I know we're stuck on Monday, and we spent twenty five hours on. Oh, I mean, twenty five minutes okay. on Monday. <laughs> anyway, we can move forward. Yeah, I guess we got so caught up in the whole Adam and Sharon thing, but hey, I, that it it keeps us talking. That's probably you know I just said, hey, why are they beating a dead horse with this? Why? Because it keeps us talking. Yeah. All right, so um. Only other thing that really happened that day was Victor told Victoria that he looked over the numbers for her Newman deal with mm-hmm. um, with Billy and and and, um, and Jack, and he was actually thinking that was a good idea. Do you actually think that he really meant that, or was this <laughs> him just trying to bring her defenses down? Yeah, that was way too easy. It was I'm, too easy. I'm pretty yeah, I'm pretty sure that Victor is that was just him cooking up some type of plan that he's got going on for Victoria. Mm-hmm. I don't believe for a second that he was okay with what Victoria did. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think he really cuz she expected pushback from him. Mhm. 
And yep. when he was like, you know what, I think that was a good move that you, after looking at the numbers, that was good. And, of yeah. course, Victoria was surprised that, you know, Pops was supporting her. But, right. um, you know, then he brought up Adam. Now, listen, what Victoria, Nikki, and Nicholas has to understand just as much as Abby exists, because there used to be issues with this Victoria and Abby at one point. Mm-hmm. So Abby was like, I'm done with this. I got to make my own way. Yeah. Victor has another son out there. And I understand they don't like him. They don't have to like him. But you also got to remember that Victor, hey, that's his son. I mean, seriously, how would they feel? I mean, honestly, who is that? Nicholas is in that same position. He got kids with both Sharon and Phyllis. He can't coddle Sharon's kids. And then when, you know, Summer goes off and do something just like, well, you know, Summer, you this, you that, you got to go figure it out. Summer is just as much as his daughter. He's going to give attention when she goes through stuff. Just as much as Sharon's kids, you know, with Faith and Noah and all of them. So, yeah. and the same thing with Victoria. You got Chelsea's, you adopted Chelsea's kid, Johnny, okay? And then you mm-hmm. got Billy's kids. You guys have split, blended families when it comes to children by multiple people. So why not understand that your father is also going to have some feelings about his other kids. You have to do the same thing. Why is it no different than Victor? Just because you don't like the kid. That was just some of my thoughts. What do you think about that? I think Victor is partly to blame for that relationship, the relationship turned out of course, Adam and the rest of his family. Um, because he has he has done things to to Adam mm-hmm. that has caused Adam to have the attitude that he does towards Victor and towards his other kids and towards Nikki. So if he's going to be vindictive to his own child, then he can't expect his other children to respect Adam. Yeah, I mean, kind of he almost kind of <clears throat> planted that seed in, in there for for them and for Nikki to. Um, to treat Adam the way they treat him, and it's not—it's not an excuse because they're all adults now. Right, but, right. But at the same time, he's got this hot and cold relationship with Adam, yes. where one one second they'll be getting along as father and son, and he wants to help Adam out, and then in the drop of a dime, he's doing something to to betray Adam or doing something to to make Adam. Um, look like the the worst person on the face of the earth or he's he's doing something to upset Adam and Adam reacts so I I think a lot of a lot of the way that they um they treat Adam Mm -hmm. is a result of how of what Victor has done because Victor has has been in the same position that they have been where he has his issues with Adam and he lashes out at him so they're going to follow in their father's footsteps only they don't have that that connection or that tie with Adam that Victor does. So when they are getting along again, um, he's you know he actually cares for Adam and is trying to to do something 
to help them or to look out for them. They don't have that connection to Adam like he does. So they just don't like Adam at all. Yeah, they don't like him at all. And a, a lot of that, <clears throat> excuse me, is like you say, predicated on the fact of this hot and cold relationship that both Adam and Victor has. And I will say that the collateral damage is in some cases, Nikki, Victoria and Nicholas, because they get caught mm-hmm. up in the middle of the drama. Yeah. That... Hitting them against each other. Exactly. Or... Exactly. Now I do feel that do they have, especially Victoria, Nicholas is just like whatever at this point, mm-hmm. but Victoria does have this in, this innate sense of proving to her father all the time that I'm I'm that kid who is going to be that one who's going to take Newman and his family into the future. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and that's fine because, hey, there are a lot of women at leadership, CEOs, and absolutely. The problem is, is that when it becomes a toxic situation that is causing problems with your health, <laughs> Because mm-hmm. a lot of this really was an impact on her because of the behavior that, you know, um, Victor was pitting his kids against each other. There is no way that whole, if you know that you're, you didn't kill AJ, you could have just told Adam, dude, I didn't kill AJ. Because yeah. instead you take Victoria out her seat, put Adam in, making him think he won, only to find out uh, by the way, you killed AJ. Why didn't you just do that? And, and again, this is writing, but it's like, why we had to go all in circles about this thing when Victor never supposedly killed him in the first place? He could have been like, dude, no, we need to sit down and have a conversation because I'm not going to take her out. You blackmailing me to give you this role as CEO. I'm going to take my daughter out, which is hurting Victoria in the process. Because he could have stood up to Adam and say, there's some things you don't know. And no, you're not getting this seat. But no, you put him in there. Take her out only for you to take him out again and put her back in. To me, that was just bad writing. I mean, it was horrible to go around in that circle with that whole thing. That Well, I thought that whole situation was just, it didn't make sense. It didn't make sense. Period. Because he knew that. It was just for it should. It was a temporary fix. Yep. No one told Adam that this was going to be permanent. So the reaction that Adam had to not getting a temporary the the temporary CEO position to me was an overreaction. Because in my mind, I'd have been like, "Well, it wasn't permanent anyway. This I was just filling in. So if he wants to take it back from me, whatever. Who cares? I'm just going to move on." But the, his reaction to it was mm-hmm. like he was he was being permanently placed into that CEO position and no Victor never told him that it was a permanent position. He, it was just while Victoria was out. So I didn't, I didn't understand the, the huge, um, overreaction, overreaction of Adam being able to, to fulfill that role while Victoria was, was out of commission. I thought that was, I don't know, like I get, I get it. Yes. Victor promised him something, but, but still it was, temporary it wasn't you weren't going to be there permanently so calm down right um here's the other thing and then we're going to move on to tuesday because um well we did we talk about the whole conversation between victor and adam no or did they even have a conversation 
they didn't have their conversation yet. Their conversation okay, it's coming up. Okay. Tuesday. Well, let me yeah. say this before we move on to Tuesday. The thing about um, you know, this whole thing with Adam, I the I think the only time that Adam was ever had a redemption period in this entire storyline since he came back in two thousand eight was when Justin Hartley was playing him. Mm-hmm. Um. Of course, the Adam character is supposed to be dark. He's supposed to be Victor Newman 2.0. But some of this stuff doesn't make sense because here's a person that went to Harvard Business School. He got a degree and everything. Why are you trying to get inside of Newman when you probably can start a hundred different businesses on your own? Why not do to make this particular character kind of like what Abby did is like, you know what? I'm tired of fighting with my family. I'm going to open a hotel and a restaurant. When they gave, when, when Adam had dark horse, I was like, okay, cool. Let him have his own thing. Even though granted he had to take it from Nick, which yeah, I didn't like I didn't that like part that of because it. Because of that. Yeah. I didn't I like that. I was saying- Why not have Adam build something similar or different division in business that's going to be a challenge to both Jabot and Newman. Yeah, that would make... You know, or even... And it would be more entertaining. It would be more entertaining. And, you know, he can hire Chelsea to run a department and put Chance in charge of security for his company or even add Alyssa after they make amends. You can be in the media division as the journalist part of the bit. There is so many ways that they can make Adam Newman a powerhouse with his own identity, his own company, mm-hmm. and not make him so toxic and always mentally out of control and just a loose cannon fighting amongst his family. Let them fight in the boardroom. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, so that's just my rant about that. I, I'm an Adam <laughs> Newman fan. I just hate that they write him this way. All right, yeah. let's move on to Tuesday, girl. Um, Hold on. Let me see what happened on Tuesday. Did you okay. notice that mm. Lola and Theo were in the opening credits? Yeah. Well, they've been in the opening credits, weren't they? Have they? Yeah. Uh-huh. She had on a white dress. They they put her in the opening credits back before, way before the pandemic break. Oh crap! I'm just not noticing. <laughs> yeah, they. Did. I guess I do a lot of fast forwarding though, past the com- uh, commercials and. Yeah, maybe they added. Like they added several people right at the fall of last year, going into 2020. Amanda was. I mean, uh, what's her name? Um, yeah. What is that girl? I'm not, sure it's early. Normally. <laughs> We do this in the afternoon. Right. Um, Michelle Morgan. Yeah, Michelle Morgan. They added her. They even added um, the guy that plays Theo. They added him. All of those characters were added towards the end of 19 going into 20. So, yeah. But no big It's Hey, it's new to you. I got excited when I saw it. I was like, oh, look, they're in the opening credits now. Yeah. All right. So, on Thursday on Tuesday, uh, the whole thing about Karen, I mean, Kyle and uh, Summer, they're sharing big news about uh, their things with Phyllis and, and Nick. And mm-hmm. basically, they were also the promo for the week about you need to slow your roll and being pregnant. 
<laughs> oh yeah, that was hilarious. Yeah. It let me so let's start there. Um, why did they jump to? I guess because of their past history. But why do you think they jumped so quick with when they was like, "I got something to tell you. Are you pregnant? Are you getting married? Or is it both?" What do you think about that? Just because the, the way Summer and Kyle built it up. Are we sure? Did that happen on Tuesday or was that Wednesday? Yeah, that's what it has um, on Tuesday. Well, maybe they broke it out into two days. Yeah. I, yeah, I think it was just the way that Kyle and Summer uh, kind of built up that we have some news to tell you. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, uh, I, I would think that probably as a parent if you're sitting there with your child and and their significant other and they're like we've got some some news to tell you maybe that's the first thing that pops into mind is oh man you guys are pregnant Mm -hmm. (laughs) i I mean and and then of course the only other thing i mean nick and phyllis before they actually meet up with kyle and summer is that they get their freak on again Mm Yeah. <laughs> Again, I mean, honestly, I'm surprised with the actual couples, this real life couples with the pandemic and everything that why not create a sexy scene with Elena and and um, Devon because they are Brighton and Brittany are real. I like their names. Brighton and Brittany. <laughs> That's so, yeah. That is so cute. It is cute. Brighton and Br- and they spell it with B-R-Y. Both of their names actually start off with those three letters. I just, I notice things like that. I'm a sucker for romance. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I'm surprised. They really, it's to the point where Nick and Phyllis is like, again, again. <laughs> you know. That's why I love them. Who, Nick and Phyllis? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's cool, but it's like, okay, what about some of the other folks? You know, mm-hmm. I want to see something different. If you go have those two look like that, because I know they're not getting close with this pandemic and, you know, in bedroom scenes. But mm-hmm. why not, you know, Nick and, I mean, not Nick, Nate and Amanda, give her, give them something to do. Or who else is a couple? Um, like I say, you know, Ray, and Sharon. Ray and Sharon, make it look like, you know, just give us something else. I'm tired of, uh, yeah, granted, they're cute together, Phyllis and, and Nick, but can we get somebody else too? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So yeah, they were at it again. Um, and of course, while they were getting it in, you know, Summer and Kyle was trying to plan an attack. Okay, how do we mm-hmm. approach this? What do we tell them? And I'm like, you guys. I mean, and I thought about this when they was trying to figure that whole thing out. Uh, Nick was about to buy you a house. Uh, I mean, build a house for the two of you in the first place. What's mm-hmm. the problem? Y'all acting like y'all finna ask them for $500,000 or a million bucks for uh, to throw into a, you know, I, it, it just didn't make sense that they were that fearful about this. I could see it being awkward because the reason he, w- he was building that house for them was when they got married. So mm-hmm. we know how that ended up. Mm-hmm. I, could, I could see how for, especially Kyle, it would be awkward for him to be asking for basically their wedding gift when he dumped his daughter um after you know she did whatever she did mm-hmm. for him to now be that makes that. sense that makes sense yep i could see that yeah you know um i just think the overreaction was like maybe too much i don't know because <laughs> 
when they finally said what they said, which I think that's on Wednesday, right? When they finally break it out. But, you know, it gets to might as well tackle both Tuesday and Wednesday together because um, we're 45 minutes in and I, the, okay. the the platform allows us to do two hours. So we have to make sure we get bold in there for an hour or so. If we don't okay. have enough content for bold, then we definitely can go over in regards okay. to We Young and Restless. But, you know, the whole thing about that situation, you know, when they find out they just want to move in together, it was like, oh, yeah, okay. That's it. Well, I don't know. Nick had, <laughs> Nick had a little bit of an issue. Yeah, yeah, but it wasn't. Summer had to talk to him. Yeah, Summer did have to have some conversation. Then at the end of the day, he decided to say, okay, you know what? Y'all can't have a house. Yeah. And he had some valid questions. He said, where's your divorce? What's going on with your divorce, Kyle? You know what? Let's let us touch on that. Why are they? I wonder why the, the writers are dragging this out. Are they going to try to put Lola and him back in the same path? I hope not. I hope not. I, maybe that was just the, I don't know. Maybe that was just the way to, to cause a little bit of a. Oh, maybe this won't work out as as well as they thought it would with the them asking for the house, because it was a valid question. Yeah. Tell yeah. me what's going on with this divorce <clears throat> that you've been working on for the past however many months that that isn't done yet. And that's interesting. I, I granted, I know that's his daughter, but dude. How many times have you moved on without being divorced? Yeah. Nick, listen, if you go come at your daughter and say, you need to be concerned about this d- divorce, uh, Nick, there were several divorces you weren't concerned about before you moved on. <laughs> so you need to right. stop. That's the only yeah. thing about, I would say, Victoria and, and Nicholas is that they can definitely be self-righteous when it comes to different things. It's like oh, yeah. you jumping in other people's face about something and you did the same thing in your own path. So right. chill out. But Another granted, this is his like, daughter, though. So Yeah, right. Go the ahead. thing I didn't like about that whole scene was when Phyllis said, um, he, Phyllis said to Kyle that she was happy they were moving in together because now Summer can keep an eye on what he's doing. I'm like, ew. Really? So you want her to be a stalker, right? Yeah. I mean... Your daughter shouldn't be having to keep tabs on him because if she's doing that, then there's obviously issues going on. And how... Again, here we go. How would all the stuff that you do with your sneaky self, how about if Nick move in with you to keep an eye on what you do? (laughs) Because you definitely always be up to something. Yeah. <clears throat> so I don't know. That annoyed me when she said yeah, that. Yeah, it's me. annoying. That's what I'm saying. You know, don't be so self righteous and hyper vigilant about telling somebody else what to do when you half the time don't even apply it yourself. Right. So just cut it out. As and they should have told them and I know they're being respectful, but I'm just throwing this out here. Mom, dad, y'all need to slow y'all roll. <laughs> Right, <laughs> y'all telling us to slow our roll. How about you slow yours, okay? But no, <laughs> you, you got to be respectful to your parents. So, yeah. um, anything else happened that day? No, yeah. What else? There was more of the the Adam, Chelsea, Sharon, Victor saga going on, which and Mariah too, because Mariah yeah. had her two cents with her mom. Oh my God! Okay. Let's just kind of sum this whole sharing thing up, that which takes us into both Thursday and Friday as well. What was that? Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. 
that whole let's take this whole storyline. At least we know that much of it. The issue that I have this week with that storyline, and then you can, you know, give me weigh in on that as well, is Ray, Mariah, and Nick. And Noah. And Noah. Sharon is not listening to you guys. At what point do you stop blaming Adam and put some accountability on Sharon? Mm -hmm. Because it's always, oh, he's trying to take advantage of her kindness. Oh, she's trying to um, over... And granted, does he do his part in overstepping? Yes, we just said that about showing up at her house. But Sharon is not turning him away. Sharon is the one saying, I'm going to follow you to Kansas. Sharon is saying, I need to know where you at. Text me your address because toward the end of the week, you know, he's leaving town again, which Mm -hmm. I can't stand that because you're leaving your son. Right. Um... And, when you, and then we'll get into that part of this storyline as well, too. At one point, does these people stop coddling her and say, look, you know what? Let me tell you something. And draw a hard line. And they're treating her like this feeble little child who just can't think for herself. And Sharon is choosing what she wants to do. Stop putting this all on Adam. Because mm-hmm. she got to take some accountability for her actions in not saying no and not setting boundaries. She's a mental health counselor. Granted, I know there's a connection there, but stop making it all Adam's fault. Okay, mm-hmm. what's your thought? Um, so I was, of course, annoyed with Mariah. Mm-hmm. Not because she was, um, not because she was questioning Sharon about whether or not she should be doing what she's doing for Adam. I was annoyed with Mariah when she went to Lola and brought the situation of what was going on to Lola. It's not a business. Yeah, here here Mariah goes again, sticking her nose into other people's business. And I just felt like it was unnecessary for her to go to Lola and say that she is concerned about their relationship. What do you want Lola to do? Yeah. Because I think it has something to the fact of trying to impress Ray into doing something. You being manipulative. You know, as much as she hates manipulative people, she's one of them. Whether Mm -hmm. it's with Lola, Kyle, Theo, and Summer. You know, she can't stand how Summer moves around. She don't like how manipulative other people can be. But she is just as covertly manipulative herself. Because that's what that was about. She went to tell Lola so Lola can kind of tell Ray, this is what you need to do. And hopefully Mariah gets what she wants done with her mother through Lola and Ray. That's what that, to me, that's what that was all about. What do you, do you think that's what she was trying to accomplish? I, that sounds like a, I, I honestly, I didn't understand what Mariah's purpose was in telling Lola because if Ray can't get it, Ray has tried on his own to talk to Sharon. Exactly. What is Lola going to say to Ray that is going to make anything different than what he's already tried with Sharon? Exactly. So I felt, to me, I felt like it was an unnecessary um, worry that she kind of put on Lola's back because now Lola is probably worried about her brother's relationship and whether or not Sharon is going to hurt her brother. Exactly. You know, so it it just uh, it was just another thing that Mariah did to to annoy me this week with her meddling like she always seems to do and then 
Um, and then, of course, the moment she left Sharon's house, Sharon leaves to go see Adam because she's worried about him. Yeah. Yeah. You know, everybody in that whole situation is driving me nuts. Sharon is driving me nuts because she's she's way too invested. Mm-hmm. She's being, she is she has gone out of the realm of being professional into she has basically merged her personal and her professional life with Adam. Yep. Um, Adam is getting on my nerves because he pops up over Sharon's house whenever he feels like it without, you know, any call or, you know, any warning to make sure that she, for one, it feels okay and that she's available to talk and that she doesn't have anything else going on. Mm -hmm. And he's also pissing me off with this. I need to, I need to um, be alone and go out of town and I need to be away from you and, and my child because I'm dangerous. Like, come on, Adam. Why do you think that that is a solution for you to leave your son? That's what I'm saying. It's horrible writing. It's horrible. I mean, you protected your mother from somebody dangerous and it spirals into you this this crazy killer and then to make matters worse, you walk out of your son's life. Are you serious? With no conversation, no word and then you leave Chelsea up to make up some lame excuse about why you're not here. And see, that's what I don't understand with the writers, because I really appreciated the fact that they actually brought Connor and, and, and Adam back together. And he was going to be the father that uh, he didn't have in Victor, mm-hmm. you know, and being the protector of him. And then you plan right into Nick and Victoria's narrative that you're a horrible dad. You're no good. You're, and I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> this is killing me. Yeah. It's like, how does that be? How did how did that become your resolution to this situation? It's What's to run. Reason? Yeah, you like, know, I mean, then you're gonna have to come when I mean, you got to look your son in the eye to say, you know what? Because I know Connor. Connor is growing up, you know, with his own little tendencies. Okay. Because mm-hmm. he was manipulative in bringing his parents back together. Mm-hmm. So he has his own little ways too. Now mm-hmm. you're going to have to look that boy in the eye and explain to him why you walked off. And I can guarantee you that same story about what he did for his mom. Connor would be like, well, you were trying to protect your, my grandmother. <laughs> What's the problem? Right. <laughs> it's just too mm-hmm. much. So the other part of this thing that I don't like is the fact that he didn't tell Chelsea and he's telling Sharon not to tell Chelsea where he is. And Sharon is like, okay, fine. I'll tell nobody. Don't you see that's going to blow up in your face? Yeah. Well, I think that happened a little later and that happened either Wednesday or Thursday. Right. I'm trying to sum up this whole storyline for the rest of the week. Yeah. I didn't like that either. Mm -hmm. I didn't like that either. And I didn't it, but what I didn't like about it is it wasn't um, she she had the opportunity because at first it was like Adam is dead wrong for putting her in this position mm-hmm. but it wasn't Adam it was Sharon because Adam said I'll only tell you if you promise not to tell anybody that so is she true put herself in that position Correct. accepting that okay yeah tell me I promise I won't say anything when she could have just said well if I if I'm not allowed to tell anybody then I don't want to know so yeah, you're putting your you, you have put yourself in a position to where and you know you know when Chelsea asks her 
she is not going to be able to hide the fact that she knows where he's at. She's mm-hmm. going to let Chelsea know that she knows where Adam is, which is going to piss Chelsea off even more. And that's going to piss Ray off because it's like, yep. how you going to yeah. keep this from me? Well, and we don't know because we'll see what happens coming up on the week of September 7th. But, and I haven't seen Monday's episode yet. I, I usually do by now, but it was been a, bit, a busy weekend. But mm-hmm. I'm assuming that this is going to blow up in both their faces. Yeah. And I wouldn't be a bit surprised because he's staying in his little rinky-dink hotel, wherever this is. Sharon is going to go where he is. Yep. And who knows, maybe this is going to bring an intimate scene that I'm looking forward to. But, Um, you know, because I've always been, especially that hot scene that they had back in the fall when, oh yeah, when he threw (laughs) up against the wall. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, and especially it'll be more realistic because Mark Grossman and Sharon Case are a couple in real life. So they'll definitely let them have it. So, um, you know, I'm uh, that scene. I don't like how we get to that scene, but I am looking forward to that scene. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, the only other thing I will say is that whole conversation between Chelsea and when Chelsea brings Connor over to the house to talk and you know, mm-hmm. whatever. And, um, Nick <laughs> Victoria, Her, I mean, not Victoria, Nikki and Victor, yeah. honestly. As mad as Chelsea was, I totally agree with some of what she had to say. What do you I, think? I agree with them on both on both sides. Mm-hmm. Um, what did Chelsea say? Oh, let me find my notes on that one. Was that Thursday or was that Friday? It was Thursday. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, it was Thursday. Because <laughs> I remember it. Because I, I was saying, why all the good stuff come out on Thursday? And I think because in Canada, it's their Friday, so it's their cliffhanger. Whereas oh, for okay. us, yeah. So I was like, everything always good on Thursday, but I forgot Canada's a, a day ahead. So that's yeah. their Friday cliffhanger. Yeah. She starts going off on Victor, saying that she blames, she's blaming him and Sharon for the way things have turned out with uh, with Adam leaving. Mm-hmm. Um, what is she? There was something specific she said, and I didn't put it in my notes. Uh, that um, something specific that Chelsea said. But yeah. Um, hold on, I'm going to because I I think I have it here. Okay. Victor suggests. Okay, I'm saying she shouldn't have left Adam how long? Okay. I'm going to find it because it was toward the end of the episode. Yeah. Um, and go ahead. And then uh, Nikki. <laughs> oh, there it is. Okay, so Chelsea had claimed that Victor should have allowed Adam to believe Victor was guilty. Just let it happen. You didn't have to tell him he did it. <laughs> so that one I didn't. Uh, that was he- crazy. Why would she? Why would he let Adam believe that he killed somebody when Adam was trying to use that to blackmail him? Yeah, I mean that that part right, that little snippet of that statement right there. I was like, you know, you crazy for saying that, right? And that's where I agree with Nikki because Nikki was like, you brought you kind of you guys kind of brought this on yourselves because you tried to use that information to blackmail Victor to get him out of that company or basically to to get your way into that seat. 
and she told Chelsea, you like the idea of being married to the CEO of Noonan. Mm-mm. And, Ch- and Chelsea was in on that little plan. Now, she was saying um, also, too, Chelsea said because if he had it, it would have never ex- it would have never exposed Victor if it had. Wait a minute, that that was weird. I don't know about these notes that um, because you know sometimes writing a little fast, but it's all all Adam had wanted was to show Victor that he's capable of running Newman, and Nikki had asked if well if he wanted to do why would he want to do that by shoving Victoria aside after all the years that she spent earning that position? Yeah, she did. I mean, Victoria has been trying to prove herself for the longest, but it wasn't mm-hmm. her fault. That's Victor's fault because Victor kept, you know, how they say, pulling the, um, pushing the um, goalpost mm-hmm. back. Mm-hmm. She kept shooting her shot, and then he pushed the goalpost. Oh, it's not good enough. Oh, it's not good enough. Come a little further, and Victoria kept doing it. You know, I mean, Victor played his games too, Nikki. So don't make this all about that. Um, Chelsea asked, "Is it?" Had, it said, "Chelsea asked, if it, is it if it had been worth ruining Adam just so Victoria can hang on to a job?" Okay, those previous statements, it was crazy. I guess the part that I really had an issue, um, well, when Chelsea kind of told them about themselves, is that if he only had to help Victoria and Adam. I mean, if he only had to help Adam when he needed to help as a child, maybe we wouldn't be at this point. And I agree with that because if you see that, okay, your son just killed somebody and his, he's emotionless, it's not mm-hmm. something that you see normal happen after a child do something like this, you need to see what's going on with him. Yeah. Truly. This should have been nipped in the bud years ago. Yeah. Years and years and years ago. You know, I agree with that part of it. Yeah, for sure. they should have. They definitely should have gotten Adam help um, when that happened, instead of just trying to bury it and pretend like nothing happened, so he would forget it. But I also i I did agree with Nikki when she told Chelsea, "You guys dug this information up and you tried to use it as blackmail, and look what happened." Yeah, did nobody did nobody put this information. That's in? true. So this is this is the result of what happened. Again, that job was not a permanent job for Adam. So stop trying to make it seem like Adam was elected the CEO of that company permanently. It was just the filling spot for Victoria and Victoria has her seat back. So yeah. nobody really took anything from you. It was just that you got a temporary opportunity taken from you that what probably was going to happen was him and Chelsea were kind of going to figure out a way to keep him there permanently anyway. I don't think Adam was, I don't think he planned on leaving that position. Um, Nikki also stated that Chelsea could have stopped Adam from blackmailing Victor. Okay. How? Adam does what he wants to do. Whether he's with anybody, whether he's with Sharon, whether he's with Chelsea, nobody can tell him what not to do. He was going to do what he wanted to do anyway. Um, But at the same time, Victor could have stopped Adam from blackmailing Victor too. So, you know, that's what I'm saying. Sometimes they don't lay the accountability on everybody involved. Everybody in that room has some accountability. You know what I'm saying? Except maybe I would say Victoria because she was collateral damage in the middle of all of this. Mm -hmm. 
But that whole thing with Chelsea working with Adam, and then of course Victor trying. Victor, you should have did something with your kid a long time ago. This is not something that should have been dropped in his lap 25 years later. You know, just think, oh, he forgot about it. So let it, let sleeping sleeping dogs lay. Yeah, okay, whatever. How did that work out? All right. um, Did you notice? And then did you notice after that whole thing, um, Nikki said that Chelsea had a, a complete meltdown. And that she was basically they were saying she's out of control, she's unstable, and that Connor needs to be protected. Well, they said that not only that, but they're trying to keep that boy away from her now because of the fact that she's Chelsea told them too. The only silver lining out of this is that I don't have to bring Connor back over here. And you, mm-hmm. know, I knew Victor wasn't going that wasn't going to sit well with him because he wants. Especially them kids, he want access to all his grandchildren. Yep. <laughs> I don't care if they extended grandchildren or not. He wants his. Yeah, we're gonna have, listen. That's her son. Is she having a meltdown? Yes, because this is all predicated on the choices that you made over the past twenty years. Granted, Adam has some responsibility. Sharon has her responsibility, and all of this. But a lot of this is because you didn't get the help for your kid that you needed. Okay, mm-hmm. and it blew up in their faces, and now this girl is pissed Chelsea off. Chelsea is good for blaming other people for well, stuff. That yeah, too, but because she know. did it with Sharon, and Ray had to tell her a couple of times, "You better back off because Sharon is not Adam's keeper." That's true too, but again, like I said, just as much as Chelsea is culpable with this, everybody got a piece of this that they just didn't handle well. And yeah. I mean, the thing is, is that now Connor is involved, and now they want to be like, "Oh yeah, we gotta keep, we gonna have." I guarantee you, they're gonna try to come after that boy. And it's that's like, and that's that the problem with Adam. Bring your butt back to town because if you don't want, you see how your father did with you. You don't want your father to get a hold to your son, right? Okay. Um, let's move on. Enough for Sharon. Oh, we got Noah in there. Noah came in balls to the walls on Friday oh, with yeah, Nicholas and he's talking about trying to tell Adam, get the freak out of here. You don't belong here. And Sharon is like, nope, I'm good. Let me talk to him. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Noah, Mariah, Ray, Nick, you gotta make, put some accountability on Sharon. She's not this feeble minded oh she don't know what she's thinking individual she's choosing to do this yep and y'all they're making it look like oh my gosh she's helpless she's taking advantage of her no she's doing what she's choosing to do yeah you know so the only other biggest storyline this week is the whole thing with amanda and her her um, affiliation with hillary and whether they're sisters do you think that it was a good idea for Nate to open that door by when she got the blood test to the, to donate blood, find out she was B negative, which is rare? Um, I don't know. I don't see. I don't know because I don't feel like it was his. He should have given that information. Yeah, it's a HIPAA violation. To help, yeah, to Amanda in that situation but then it's like how do you how do you not maybe not necessarily to amanda but knowing that that her and hillary had the same um blood type 
blood type. And, you know, of course, they look identical. It's like, how do you keep that? How do you not say anything? Yeah. Yeah. So that, Mm -hmm. I don't know. That would have been a tough uh, position to be in. I don't know that I would have said anything to Amanda first. I may have, I may have said something to Devon first. Mm -hmm. Just to see how he felt about it. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know that one. That's a that's a that's a tough one. But if you're going to reintroduce who Amanda truly is, how other way can you do it without Hillary being here? I mean, they how did they how did they find out that Mariah was Cassie's twin? Did they do a brush test or anything? Do you remember? Um... How did they? Because when a character is gone off screen, it's different if you see two of the same people. You know what I mean? And you can compare compare your own blood or whatever with that mm-hmm. other person. But because Cassie was also deceased, how oh. were they able to... I don't remember. I think they have to have done a paternity <clears throat> test with her and Mariah, Sharon and Mariah. Okay. Yeah. Which, in, in this case, there is no other living close relative to... Hillary or Amanda. So right. they would have to go through dealing with either uh, Hillary's past items, brushes, clothes, whatever to yeah. pull some DNA. So you would have to let somebody know on that side. But so you saying, okay, let me let me make sure I understand. So in your theory, you're saying that Nate should have said, pull Devon aside and say, here, listen, but then he will still be breaking Amanda's thing too, because that's personal right. health information to tell Devon. So I mean, because he already obviously Devon already knew Hillary's blood type, but he yeah. he he didn't know Amanda's blood type. Who was living? That would have yeah. definitely been a HIPAA violation. Either way it goes, he was going to be violating some Something, kind of law, or right? Rule. I just don't know what would have been the best way to go about it, and I. I it was kind of, I felt like it was kind of weird that he just like right there in that moment blurted it out instead of taking a, a beat to think about it and maybe like in a couple of days say mm-hmm. something. But it was just, and but because especially because he he had a reaction to her saying that and then he was like, he said there was some little clue in there where she said, well you, you brought it up for some reason. Mm-hmm. And then he tried to say, well no, never mind. We, you know, we're not going to Let's not talk about it. And it's like, Nate, you can't have that reaction and then say you don't want to talk Let's about it. Let's pull it back. Right. I mean, yeah. you put it out there, now you're going to pull it back. That's something that you can't pull back. It's like, wait right. a minute. This girl might be my twin sister. Then um, she do have a conversation with Devon, you know, mm-hmm. saying, you know, I, I, I want to ask a request of you and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, at first he was like, you trying to get some money? What you want? What you need? She was like, no, but I do have a request. And it's a doozy. Right. <laughs> you know, and so, of course, she brought up the whole thing with Hillary and trying to verify her date of birth. And it's yeah. so interesting that they use that date of birth because I think Michelle Morgan's birthday is somewhere around that same time. So, I, I know she's a July baby. Mm-hmm. So it was I was wondering what birthday they was gonna pull and her birthday is actually around the same time period. So I thought that was pretty interesting. I noticed little things like that. But um yeah, and Devon is looking like okay. Really? Um 
I'm gonna need some time to think about this one. And you know what? And I totally agree with that because it's like, wait a minute, this could be Hillary's sister. <laughs> you know what I mean? I agree with it to a certain extent. I just thought it was I don't know. I guess my thing is Hillary's not here anymore. Right. You know that Amanda's um her you know, her family life is complicated. Mm-hmm. Um what 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 would the harm have been in him just saying, Okay yeah, okay. I'll give you something of hers so you can figure this out. Like, what harm is that going to do to Devon? I didn't understand why him and Elena struggled with that so much. Well, I can understand why Elena struggled with it. Because when a person is insecure like her and Chelsea, (laughs) they looking like, shoot, Hillary 2.0 is back. And if they find out that this is Hillary's sister, will that draw Devon in more because it could be a Hillary replacement? That's how the insecure mind works. It's like, oh, I know I'm solid with my dude, or I think I'm solid with my dude, but here goes somebody that is identical to his ex, and he absolutely was in love with his ex. And the way that she died, they had a baby on the way, and the baby went. So this is like, who was that? One of them said, I don't know which one of them said, but they made that statement, like, is this a piece of Hillary that you now have? You know, and so, you know, and Elena's man is, and I have a feeling that this is going to break those two apart because, you know, the whole Billy, that's the other thing we didn't, oh my God, it was so much. The whole thing in with Chancellor and Billy and Amanda and that whole comment, we might as well throw Billy in that. Mm-hmm. Um, You know, I don't know what they're going to do with this whole group of folks and move them around because at one point we thought Elena was moving toward Nate and then we thought Amanda was going to move out of Nate's orbit into Billy's orbit. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So it's it's going to be interesting to see what the writers are going to do with how being made known that Amanda is now Hillary's twin sister. What impact is that going to play on Devon and all of this. And then did you see uh, Hillary's overreaction when she told Billy about what she wanted to do? And Billy was like, are you sure you want to do that? Blah, blah, blah. You don't have to listen to Nate. And she like, oh, you can't say that to me. You're trying to say this is because I'm dating Nate. And I'm like, how did you arrive at that? I didn't think Billy meant anything by that. Do you? Yeah, I do think she kind of, she gets hurt. That character gets super defensive really fast I've noticed that with her it's almost like um, when she's on screen mm-hmm. it's almost like walking on eggshells with her because it, it's like you never know what's gonna be okay her. with her mm-hmm. yeah like she she it's like she she gets offended really easy um, and I I don't I, I guess I could maybe a little bit see her um getting annoyed with Billy because mm-hmm. he, he said is Nate pressuring he specifically said is Nate pressuring you to do this. So I, I guess I could see why that would be annoying to her. Mm-hmm. Um because he's, you know, saying that about Nate, but I did think she overreacted a little bit to Billy asking if she really wanted to go through with what she was doing. Okay. Okay. 
Yeah, that whole thing. I, I do. I think. Okay, so when they ended the conversation, when Lily came into the office mm-hmm. about um, Amanda telling her, you know, we need to keep our relationship at this point strictly professional. Do you think that's the end of that whole thing, or this is just a, a delay and it's going to come up again where they're going to end up probably together? It's definitely going to come up again because they've talked about it too many times. Okay. okay. It, it was talked about with Nate and uh, Amanda, her mm-hmm. relationship with Billy. Billy and um, uh, Lily have talked about it. Amanda and Billy have talked about it all this week. Mm-hmm. Um, Theo and Billy have talked about his relationship with Amanda. So Yeah, I think, yeah. I, I, I'm I'm thinking it's going to come back up, but it's also funny because Billy and Lily like flirted a tiny bit because Billy like in that same conversation of um, Lily questioning him about his relationship with Amanda. You know what I'm hoping? Like, here's the thing, because then we have to move on the bowl. We got 45 minutes left. Um, okay. here's and here's what I'm thinking is that. Courtney Hope is coming to the Young and the Restless. I'm hoping mm-hmm. that they put Courtney Hope into the same orbit with Billy Abbott. Maybe that'll work. Hmm. What do you think? Mm-hmm. If they bring the spiciness I'm... of her, like she was spicy Sally Spectra, I could see those two mm-hmm. together. I'm, uh, I, I guess I guess I could, but, but yeah, I, I go ahead. I, I want you to I go ahead and finish seen... your statement because I didn't. I shouldn't have cut you off. Go ahead and finish your no, statement. No, you're fine. I have this thing where I really want to see Billy with either. I, I wouldn't mind them revisiting um, him and Lily, or I want to see him end up with Amanda. Mm, okay. And it, it, I was just gonna say. Um, when when Lily was questioning him about that relationship, he he said, "Well, you and I work together, and we have a past. And as hard as it as hard as it is for me to be professional around you, I'm doing it. I'm doing just fine, or something like that." So they had their little their little flirty moments, okay? Because they and then they talk about you know them date not them dating each other, but just. Um, period dating period and if they're going to date or get married again blah 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 what did you I'm like are they trying to bring this back around yeah and what did you think about the whole dating app little funny thing I mean it was all right I was like okay yeah that was like his second time his second conversation talking about dating because when him and um, Jack hung out they talked about their dating lives Mm -hmm. and Jack was talking about getting back out there and stuff like that Yep. So, I don't no. know. Um, they got a lot to pick from, a lot of combos to, to mix them. To yeah. pick from, and that that whole little yeah, because it's a lot of single like, ladies from Bill. I mean, Bill Billy to choose from. Yeah. I mean, I don't think. Hopefully, they don't revisit the whole Victoria thing. But then she's single. I think who they gonna even. put her with? You know. So. So let let me line okay. this up then. Okay. So I see. Nate and Elena ending up together. Um, Amanda, I feel like they're going to go back that direction of Amanda and 
the violence ending up together. And then Billy and Lily are going to have their little fling. And then on the side of uh, Ray, Sharon, and Chelsea, Mm -hmm. what if they rearrange things to where uh, Sharon and um, Adam end up back together? And then Ray and Victoria. You know what? End up crossing yeah, each other's Yeah, path. because before the pandemic break, they did chem test both Ray and Victoria. Yes, they did. Mm-hmm. So, I, hey, I, I can see that. Those are pretty good pairs you put together. And then they got this whole little, so that the little... um I feel like something is going to end up happening with Nick and Phyllis because of that conversation that Nick and Noah had where he says, well, Phyllis has calmed down. She, you know, I think we've gotten all the crazy out of our systems, blah, blah, blah. And then you cut to Phyllis eavesdropping on trying to figure out, she's going to try to figure out what's going on with, um, Okay, you know what? We're going to do this. Let's continue because we forgot about them. We're going to keep going with what we have left on Y&R. If what okay. I'm going to do is once we get, to, if we go past the two hour point, we'll restart. And, you know, because okay. I want to make sure we get, because like you, we said at the beginning of the show, we got a lot to unpack because we got to still address that piece of it with the whole Abby Chance and Alyssa thing. So, okay. Yeah. So let's, we can relax. I just, I forgot about that. I can always reset. Okay. So, um, Go back to what you were saying about this whole thing with Billy and Lily. So you actually mm-hmm. think that they're going to maybe make that work? Or are they chem testing? I think maybe, they're, maybe they'll do a little chem test mm-hmm. with them. Because I don't... I, because who else are they going to put Lily with? Like, what options does she No, have? I mean, unless they bring... The Daniel Goddard back, which is Kane Ashby, which I don't think he is. I don't want, yeah. I mean, but that that's the only like because they've been they had so much on screen chemistry or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's hard to see Lily with anybody else. It really is. I mean, they need to bring somebody with some really good chemistry on. And to me. I mean, I'm okay with them going that route, but I just don't see the chemistry there with those two. Hmm. I mean, if they try to make, okay. put some, right in some, 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 something, you know, there's people that you can actually see a connection. Like you can see a chemistry between Adam and Sharon. Mm-hmm. You can kind of sort of see the chemistry between Elena and Devon. And that's because they have off screen chemistry. Mm-hmm. Even I'll even throw Nick and Phyllis in there. There's chemistry. There's some people that is just like it's cold. And I just don't see the whole Billy and Lily thing yet. I'm not opposed to it. I just don't see it yet. So maybe if they put them into an intimate scene or whatever, Mm -hmm. and see how it works, where they actually have lunch, they go on a date, they're looking in each other's eyes. Can we see some chemistry there and see if it works? That's kind of how I feel about um, Amanda and and Nate. Okay. I don't really see any. Yeah. Like, as much as I would 
have liked for them to work because I want to see Nate happy. I see more chemistry with Nate and Elena than I do with him and Amanda. So let me ask you this. They had it at first, but they pulled them away pretty much. And remember when that one time, I think it was when they were back on air or maybe it was right at the end of April before they went Mm -hmm. off where they met up at um, the Grand Phoenix and, you know, Amanda came downstairs and Nate was like, damn. I was mm-hmm. like, okay. You know what I'm saying? Because if he was looking at her like, mm, you know, like, and I like the way he said it. So it kind of gave you that little energy there like, oh yeah, this going to be hot. And then the mm-hmm. writers decide to do a slow burn with them and they kind of put some coldness between them two and some stiffness. It's like, what you do that for? <laughs> and I think that's what it is, is because Amanda's character, first of all, comes off as cold and stiff. And you know why, she, right? She doesn't have because of her past with being abused. No, well, what it is is that Michelle Morgan, one of her things about coming back to oh. the show is that she wanted to get away with, from the whole angry, vindictive, wild black woman mentality. That was her thing about Hillary. Even though Hillary was the show owner, she there was the stereotype that was there. And um, Michelle Morgan is like, you know, if I come back, I want to be different. And so they took all of that energy that she used to have as Hillary and made her into this very low-key conservative um, attorney. And so what instead of bringing some balance to her personality, she went from one extreme to the other when they actually should have balanced out the personality. Give her some energy outside of her being a professional. And they didn't do that. Yeah. Yeah, she's very um she's very buttoned up. And I think maybe that's why the the chemistry between her and Nate isn't there because Nate is also very buttoned up. So together they're just like too stiff cold um, mm-hmm. cold characters. I think Nate of course Nate in my opinion is a little bit warmer than Amanda mm-hmm. is but he's still like very like very buttoned up professional doctor mm-hmm. um, type of character and so I feel like with Billy and I think because maybe we've seen um, her and Billy together like they had their little um, kissing scene or whatever mm-hmm. I think because we've seen them together in that way um, to me, it seems like she has more chemistry there than she has with Nate, who we haven't seen her like be. We haven't been able to see them close because of what's going on right now with the right. pandemic, and they can't do any scenes like that. And they didn't have any scenes like that before um, this whole thing started. So now it just seems like they're they're good friends that date that date. Yeah, and and the thing is, it's not like they even can't because if you can do it again, I'm going to go back to Nick and Phyllis. If you can do it with Nick and Phyllis, you can most Mm -hmm. definitely do it with some of these other characters. You know, I mean, if she's standing across the room talking about, hey, I've been waiting on you, I'm looking sexy, and 
you got Nick on the other side of the room like, oh, yeah, I'm staying around, forget my family and all that drama. I'm going to hang out with you. And then they cut off the scene looking like they finna go to bed. You can do that with anybody else on that show. Mm-hmm. And they're not doing yeah. it. And it's in and pretty much Amanda's right now in limbo because they're trying to push her off of Billy. And they then at the same time there she's cold with Nate. So it's right. like, what are you gonna do with Amanda? Is she just gonna stay single? You know, or is yeah. she gonna end up with Devon because she might be Hillary's sister? Is she gonna end up with Billy because of the tension that they've had in the past? Or is she going to be with Nate because eventually they're just going to bring them together and let the coldness go? We don't know what they're going to do with Amanda and her love life at this point. I I, I think Billy you is think the, the perfect match okay. for her because of the balance. Because he's got that that live on the edge, like crazy side, mm-hmm. fun side that she doesn't have. So I feel like putting those two together will make her character not seem as cold. Like, I like seeing them in scenes together. So, I don't know. Yep. Yep, yep. All right. Well, let's see. Because we, um, okay, we did the, was that everybody? Did we cover everything um, this week? Did we? Alyssa, oh, Alyssa. Okay. We didn't cover Alyssa. Why are they opening this whole can of worms up? What does this, are they joining the two storylines together with Adam killing his father? And Adam, I mean, killing his father, Lord. Adam killing Alyssa's father and that whole thing with his mental health crisis and now Alyssa's mm-hmm. snooping around in Vegas. What are y'all doing? <laughs> I, so I wonder if this is a way for them for them to bring Alyssa back mm-hmm. um, as a now maybe she wants to get some kind of revenge on Adam because Adam killed her father mm-hmm. and she finds out about this story about something going on in Vegas and it involving a death and Adam's name is surrounding that situation so I wonder if she's going to try to use this Vegas situation as payback for what Adam did to her dad uh, but here's the underlying on both of those scenarios with the whole thing with AJ's father AJ's father, uh, Alyssa's father, and what happened in mm-hmm. Vegas is they both come down to self defense. It's like, why are we doing? <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, we know we that, know that, but right? But I mean, they, they don't, don't know, know that. that. But I mean, honestly, Alyssa knows that he, she knows that her father attacked his mother. She knows that. Mm-hmm. You know, she's she's not happy about how it, how Adam handled it. But the thing is, Adam didn't even remember that he killed his father. I mean, killed her father. Yeah, you know, well, you know, some people are going to be unreasonable exactly. in situations that's like true. this. That's true. So I think that's that. I wonder if that's maybe the role that they're trying to take. Alyssa's just being completely unreasonable about how the situation happened. Now, do you, and yeah. now because of maybe, and then maybe she's also still, uh, she feels some kind of way about how they weren't at the dad's funeral mm-hmm. like they were so close but then they didn't show up to their to her dad's funeral so maybe just like all around she's way about that way about and action. that makes sense i mean she can't even though her father was into some bad things and what he was doing with adam's mother that's still um Alyssa's father so she gonna have some feelings about this so i mean that makes sense yeah but this whole thing in vegas and you know and then phyllis is standing off in the background you know, listening to what's going on, and I'm and Phyllis knows what happened in Vegas. 
So mm-hmm. <clears throat> I'm wondering if this coming week is this going to Phil is going to dip her nose in and you know try to figure out what's going on and when she finds out Alyssa wants to know something about Vegas is mm-hmm. she going to be that one to say oh yeah I know exactly what happened here and here's her opportunity to get back at Adam she's going to use she I don't know if she would use it as an opportunity to get back at Adam no. or if she would just use it to her advantage because she knows oh, that that's something that over situation, Abby. Yep, that oh, situation includes change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she remember she tried it before, mm-hmm. but now she's got somebody that that now she can use to say, "Well, uh, you give me this hotel, I won't tell Alyssa everything I know." Oh, that's a bargaining chip for her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. She might not use it for Adams throw him under the bus, but she might use this against. Abby. Chance and Abby, yep. Because she's like, you know what? Alyssa wants to know what's going on between you and your boy toy, because you know how Phyllis talk. You and your boy toy over here. <laughs> and yeah. what happened in Vegas? I know. I can tell her, and she can publish it to the world. So guess what I'm going to need you to do? I'm going to need you to sign over the papers and cut the check and move on out of here. Yep. Oh, man, that's funny. But, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see exactly what you know path Elena I mean Elena Alyssa is going to take with this whole thing with her coming back to town asking questions about Vegas and what chance Abby and Phyllis is going to do my question is if Nick finds out is he going to be on board with Phyllis with this or he going to be like dude you know what you need to chill out I think he'll probably tell her to chill out just like he tried before when he tried to resolve the situation by giving Abby um, yeah. his property. He wants to just bow out of things peacefully. Yeah. So that makes sense. Okay. Now that we cover everything. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Um, just one small other little thing was Theo apologized to Lola, which I didn't think he needed to apologize yeah, for. Anything. He had nothing to apologize for. He was right. trying to be nice to her and she just went off the rails. Yeah, and then Lola ends up apologizing to him, which later is on good. The same thing. Yeah, she was the one to owe him an apology of anything. Yep. 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 Okay. That covered Ooh, all we of got it thing. all in. Why it not? took us an hour and a half. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sheesh. So, uh, yeah, exactly. Sheesh. Um. All right. So, um, we'll do the flip the script at the end of the show for Young and Restless. So, think of whatever you want to come up with if you want to flip the script. All right. Let's move over to the bold and the beautiful. And mm-hmm. basically, we had the small storyline of Carter and Zoe. So we'll tap mm-hmm. that. We had the whole thing with Steffi, Steffi, that baby Kelly, Liam, and um, uh, Hope. And then, did we have any Shauna and Quinn this week? Yeah, there was a, a little, little bit, but it was the lot. same. It was just the same old, same conversation. Shauna and her guilt about how um, her and Ridge ended up married and Quinn convincing her that there's nothing wrong with what they did. She finally got what she wanted. That's literally the conversation between them once again for like the fourth week in a row. 
I mean, I don't even know if we need to go back and forth on that because it's the same old, same old with these two. One moment she's yeah. happy. Oh, my God, I'm Mrs. Forrester. Next moment, oh, should I have done this? I don't know. Wah, 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 wah. And it's like either embrace it or walk away from it. Okay, please. Right. All right, so let's hit, um, you want to hit the Carter and Zoe thing. Uh, yeah, there wasn't really much mm-hmm. there either other than flirting. Yeah. They won their little lunch date. Let me ask you, kind of like what we were saying with Nate and Amanda, do you think that there's chemistry between Carter and Zoe? I don't see it. I don't either, and I I think maybe it's because Carter is a lot older. Yeah, because what 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 is she can she's she was one of those young girls that hung out with what's the other girl that got killed on the show? Oh, um, Justin's niece. Yeah, Justin's niece, uh, and she was with, is it Xander? They, they were yeah. like the young, because they were interns and stuff, so I would think she's yeah. like maybe 21 or 22 in this example. And then yeah. Carter is probably, I don't know. Carter's got to be in his 40s. Really? I thought maybe they're trying to portray him as in his 30s. Maybe maybe they maybe they Because Maya is not that say, old. I would say mid to late. Both him and Maya, I would say mid thirties, okay. mid to late thirties. Now listen, because they were mm-hmm. on, both of them were on Guiding Light back in the day. Oh, okay, okay. And that show ended in like two, like early two thousands, I think, early mid two thousands. And they weren't teenagers on that show. They were, they were in their twenties. Okay, let me see. I want to know um, Carla Mosley. Let me see. Give me one second. Because I'm curious, like you say, I know that um, Kiara Barnes is definitely in her very early 20s, which is the girl that yeah. plays Zoe. Um, yeah, Carla Mosley is 39. Okay. And then um, Lauren St. Victor. He is... 38. Okay, so then in the late 30s. I, I figured he wasn't 40 yet. But, yeah. So, listen. I mean, she is of age. I know a lot of people have issues with age differences. <laughs> yeah. Because I know there's another celebrity out there that just married, that's around the same age as the characters that we're talking about that married a 19-year-old, and that's the big topic right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for them it's the way their characters are portrayed. Okay, though. I think if they had, I don't, I don't know how Kiara Barnes is. Um, I tried looking her age up, but um, hers didn't pop mm-hmm. up the way the other two mm-hmm. did. Um, she, I mean, she could be in her, you know, early twenties, mid twenties, and they could have brought her onto the show as a more mature, I guess, acting character. Mm-hmm. And it probably wouldn't have felt so weird. Right. But because when they brought her on the show, she was portrayed as a, a really young girl mm-hmm. um, dating a guy who was, uh, her ex was dating someone who was 18, 19 years old. You just automatically put her in the realm of a, a, a late teen, early 20s mind state is how I feel about her. And she, she just has a, her character is I don't want to say immature, mm. but her character actually, she doesn't act like a mature woman. And I feel like 
Carter's character is a lot more mature. Yeah. Well, here's the other thing. I think, and I know, um, what's the guy? Uh, what is his name? Matt Atkinson, who plays Thomas, mm-hmm. is in his, I think he's like 31, 32. They actually, if they had to play their cards right with this whole thing that went down back before the pandemic break with, um, you know, hope and all of that, I wish that they mm-hmm. would have had Zoe based on the chemistry they had, was able to convince Thomas that, oh, maybe this is the girl I need to be with. Because they had a lot more on-screen chemistry than what she has with Carter, to me. I agree. I liked um, Zoe and Thomas together. Yeah. I mean, they could have worked that, honestly. Um, And even now that he's trying to get his life together, maybe she has second thoughts and he's like, you know what? I come to a realization. Hope is not my future. I'm sorry I made this happen. But when I was with you, I felt chemistry. I felt we have a connection. Can you ever forgive me? Can we start over? And I believe they mm-hmm. could have definitely worked at those two characters into a storyline that would have had more chemistry. And it, it looked at the point be, because does Matt Atkinson can act younger than his age? Yes. And bring mm-hmm. uh, Kiara Barnes and Zoe up to his age, it would have fit perfectly. Yeah, I agree with you. Yep, and they still can they still do that. can. I know that. I know that they, you know, kind of they had her talking about Thomas asking for forgiveness and asking for a second chance, and she turned him down. Right. But maybe this thing doesn't work out with Carter. They're supposed to be bringing. Remember, they're supposed to be bringing Nicole and Zenday mm-hmm. back. Um, which maybe brings Maya back. Yeah, him and Maya have more chemistry to me. Yeah, so maybe that ends up happening. And then she gives Thomas another shot and it will get Thomas out of that realm of what Hope is doing. Yeah. Like, I want them to get, I want, I I really hope the writers get him away from that. Yeah, me too. Me too. They need to back him out that corner that they put him in from all of the, you know, the writing of the whole marriage and yeah, that whole thing was just crazy, 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 crazy. And that's why it annoyed me so much when he brought up to Steffi um, that she, he feels like she still misses Liam. Girl, let's dive into this whole thing too. Let's start right where you just, (laughs) where you just brought it up. He was annoying. Excuse my friend. He was annoying the hell out of me with that whole thing. Yes. Yep. Because I'm like, dude, this girl's trying to move on. She got broken ribs. She in pain. And you talking about Liam? The dude didn't got yeah. married. Right. Why are you bringing this up again? Let it go. Let it go. And especially after what you guys are coming off of, you trying to manipulate hope. It looks bad for you even to talk about it. Right. It looks yep. bad. So, you know, and then he, where's your pills? Where's your pills? Where's Thomas, please. Yeah. Please. Please. It's like, dude. Yeah, it's like he's egging that on with the pills. And that's still making the character look bad. It makes. Yeah, and I don't, and I don't think he's, I don't think he's doing it to be harmful to her. I think he's doing it because he, you know, he cares mm-hmm. and he thinks that she needs it. But you're right. It makes him look like he's pushing drugs on his sister yeah I mean it looks really bad right now and I'm like okay from you trying to push the whole Liam narrative and then pushing these pills 
it's like, dude, you need to leave. You just go. <laughs> just yeah. go. You know, it, it it's not a good look right now with, with the Thomas character. I mean, and especially if they're trying to redeem him, this is not the way to do it. I, I'm almost wondering if they're even trying to. Anyway. Yeah. Because I think we thought that he was going to be redeemed after um, it was before the whole thing with Hope and Brooke trying to take Douglas. I forget what happened. Mm-hmm. And we thought maybe he was going to he was that he was going to be redeemed after oh after he fell off the cliff I think oh yeah 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 or was it after he fell in the vat I can't remember which mm-hmm. one and then he started back up with mm-hmm. the whole yep thing again and then well wait wait, 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 wait let's back up a little bit because that whole thing with the vet um wait a minute at what point did Hope manipulate him by trying to because remember he was going to walk away from the whole idea and she drew him back in. Was that after the acid? The Maybe that was before. Or was it before the acid? Because he was going to walk away from this whole thing and she decided to seduce him to get him to sign the papers for for uh, joint custody. So it would have been before. Okay. Then. It would have been before that he fell into the ass. Okay. Gotcha. Because that was one of that was the reason why they were there, I believe. Um, because that was the night that he was going to sign those custody papers. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. So yeah, she she did she did bring him back into that back mm-hmm. in with the when she decided to seduce him mm-hmm. to manipulate him into signing that stuff. Right. Cause her, yeah. When we let's not even refit yeah. that whole conversation. So it just feels like they have gone down the road like a couple of different mm-hmm. times where you think, okay, now they're going to try to redeem Thomas, and then they just end up turning right back around and having Thomas look bad, say mm-hmm. or do something else, and it's like he's they still don't have him getting over this whole situation with Hope. Yeah, and it's annoying, and he's doing it again now. Except he's not talking about you know getting back with Hope. Mm-hmm. He's doing it from the angle of um, manipulating Steffi into feeling like she needs Lee. Yeah. I, and especially after he didn't went and got married to this girl, he's married now. Yeah. I mean, really, Thomas, let it go. You don't, And then he's also pressing upon the point, you're so lonely. You're so lonely. He yes. has all those oh, kids over at his so house. Mad. He got hope. He got your kids. He got, where is Kelly? Kelly's not here. You're by yourself. You have no one. I'm like, yeah, he was making me so mad this week with her. I mean, she realizes that she's in the house by herself, but you really making her realize it by keep reiterating that. Yeah. Like, uh, this is your sister. You're not doing anything to make her feel better. You're basically just dragging her down and probably depressing her even more by reminding her that Liam left her for hope mm-hmm. and now Kelly's over there you know spending all this time with him because she can't really take care of Kelly right now the way she needs to with her um, injuries mm-hmm. like you are not you're not helping <laughs> you're making things worse exactly you're not being supportive at all he wasn't being supportive at all with her exactly uh, it's just it it looks really bad so with that being said, you know, Thomas is not happy about the fact that Kelly's not home and that yeah. Kelly is at Hope's house. And don't you feel some kind of way about that, Steffi, and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, you are definitely being an instigator now. He, yes, he was instigating. It's like, 
Kelly is with her father. Yeah. And you know Steffi doesn't feel good. So why are you trying to make it seem like it's an issue that Kelly is spending time at their house so Steffi can get better? Well, here's the thing. There's a part of me which, yes, that's part of the fact that he should be looking at that. There's also a part of me that Doug, I mean, that um, Thomas has an issue with the fact that part of the reason why Douglas is over there is part of Hope's manipulation. He realizes that I'm mm-hmm. sharing custody with somebody that I'm not even with. She has my kid. <laughs> yeah. So part of Thomas is like, look, I don't want you to be in the situation that I am in where uh, something could happen and basically he's inciting fear that Kelly might end up over there for good too. You know? Um, And here's the thing, and I've had this conversation on multiple platforms, multiple groups this past week about this whole thing on how hope and the conversation with, you know, how this is being handled. Listen, I'm a parent. If I say I want my kids to be home, I want them to be home. Now, right. do I realize that kids like to stay around and play with their friends, play with their family and their cousins, or if they got a half-sibling, they want to hang out? Yeah. But when I say you need to come home, you need to come home. And the parent needs to respect mm-hmm. that. Um, mm-hmm. in this case, hope, first of all, oh, they, you tell it, and, and granted, you know, of course, Steffi backed down the first time because she was like, hey, you know, they called over to the house and hey, you know, um, Kelly says she's having so much fun. She says she want to continue to hang out and play. Can she stay? She had already been over there. Steffi was like, okay, cool. If she's having a good time, I'll let her stay, but she needs to come home tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Here's my issue with Liam. If you already unsure about any interactions between your current wife and your ex-wife who has a child with you, and you mm-hmm. know that little girl's supposed to be dropped off and you can't do it, call Stephanie and like, you know what? I got an emergency meeting at work. I'm not going to be able to bring the baby. Hope is coming to bring that baby. I'll just want to let you know. He didn't do that. Right. Second of all, hope. If in fact you wanted to keep that kid another day, you don't show up at the girl's house without the baby. You call yes. and say, "Hey, listen, Kelly's in the middle of a project with Douglas. Mm-hmm. Can they finish the project and I'll bring him back home afterward, or you let me know what you want to do." You don't hope it wasn't Hope's place to make that decision for her. Right. Yep. So now this girl showing up at her house, she's expecting Liam to bring the baby back. Liam had no communication that Hope was coming. Hope shows up without Kelly. Steffi looking like, first of all, what are you doing here and where's my kid? So a lot of people was like, oh my God, Steffi overreacted. She was just trying to help. Listen, I know that they're Hope fans and Steffi fans, but as a mama mm-hmm. and a fan, you need to let me know what you're doing with my kid. I, we ain't got that kind of relationship. And Steffi and Hope, they don't have that type of relationship where it's like you with your girlfriends. Like, you know, when my kids were growing up, and I'm, I'm going to keep this short, 
My mm-hmm. son used to go and hang out with my girlfriend's son. They went to school together. They grew up together. But we communicated with each other. Hey, you know, so-and-so want to stay here for a little bit longer. Is that okay with you? And vice versa. You don't make the decision to keep them and then show up at the house and say, oh, well, you know, I figure, you know, I just, you know, they were, they were in the middle of a project, so I didn't want to interrupt them. Can you say right. that over the phone? Exactly. Would you come and tell me that face to face? And then Liam didn't tell me that any of this either. So I yep. just think they mishandled that. I, you know, what do you, what's your opinion on that before I go into the Dr. Finnegan thing? Um, I agree. I think she, I think Hope was dead wrong for just showing up to Steffi's house without Kelly, assuming that it was okay to keep Kelly there. Exactly. Even if you are trying to help. Mm-hmm. If you're, even if you are trying to help, the way to do that is to ask first. Exactly. Don't just assume that you can keep someone's child, um, child an, an extra day if you haven't spoken to them first, and you definitely don't show up there without the child. Exactly. Like that was just that didn't make any that didn't sense make any that was sense. Dumb. It was dumb. It was dumb. Yeah. I mean, so Steffi had every right to be annoyed uh, that she did that. Exactly. Exactly. And honestly, I would be annoyed at Liam, too, because you didn't communicate none of this to me. You took your behind the work. You could have called me in the car. It's not like you didn't have an opportunity to make a phone conversation. Hey, Steph, I got to go to work. Hope's supposed to bring the baby by. That would have allowed Steffi to call Hope and say, hey, Liam told me that you're coming. You know, I'm here. Let me know what time you're coming. Yeah. But that didn't give Steffi any options. So she looking like, what the heck is going on? Right. So I don't blame her. Plus, she's already in a bad mental state because of everything that she's going through. And she just wants to spend time with her daughter. Also, before we address the other thing, that was crazy that they had her take those pills and drink beer. Did you see that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was I like, that. oh, no, they didn't. And she was knocked out on that couch. Yep. Yeah, they got her acting like a... Hey, you know what? She's a... Um, Great actress. Jacqueline McInnes Wood is doing a good job at the... Yes, she the way is. She's acting with the, the addiction thing. Because I'm like, you didn't think they had her over here smoking crack or something, <laughs> something stronger than just pain pills with the way that she was like fidgeting around and kind of like scratching at her hands or whatever it is that she's doing uh-huh. all the, her, the little fiddling and stuff that she's doing uh-huh. so I think she's doing a good job of playing the, this role right now so before we even get into the Finnegan thing let me ask you about this so when Hope sits down and basically goes back and forth with her about what she thinks she needs are you okay the whole back and forth what do you think about do you think she was actually genuine or was she trying to observe the situation for what it was i think she was trying to observe what was going on it's hard for me to think that hope is ever genuine when exactly mm-hmm. um while i do think that yes they were probably just trying to help mm-hmm. when it comes to kelly i also think that just the way that she was looking at Steffi mm-hmm. the way that she was you know watching how she was acting it just had this judgmental tone exactly like, oh you're definitely not okay we need to do something about this Kelly doesn't need to be around this 
Kelly doesn't need to be around you right now. Like I could, it feels like that was probably what was going through her head. Yeah. I felt the same way too. And I'm like, here we go again. And Mm -hmm. look at Liam. He is stressed out. He's tired. You got three kids, three kids under the age of what? Eight in your house. Yeah. I mean, you and and hope is like, bring them in, bring them in. (laughs) Right. (laughs) You know, and granted, one of them is her baby. Well, both of them, because actually, actually, she has custody of Douglas. Douglas, yeah. You know, it's like, uh, Hope, you want everybody else's kids, too? I mean, right. seriously. So that whole thing, I was so annoyed by that because it had undertones of being judgmental mm-hmm. instead of actually caring for her to say, are you going to be okay, you know? And then when the doctor came in, let's bring Finnegan into this conversation. Uh, she was mm-hmm. right. Just like on the, <laughs> that State Farm commercial when um, uh, Chris Paul sees um, Alfonso Libero. He's like, who are you? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> That's how Hope was when she was like, uh, uh, excuse me, but who are you? Who are you to ask about anybody coming through the door of somebody else's house? Exactly. That ain't your house. Now I can see if she walked into if if dude walked into her cabin, then you say, "Excuse me, who are you?" But you and Steffi's house. That could have been her side. That could have been her dude. That could have been her gardener. Who are you to question who her guest is? Right. Yeah, I. It's just another display of hope, feeling like she has to be involved in everybody's business. Yeah, and then and try to title to know everything, and then try to have an actual discussion about her health with him. That ain't your business. Right. And then trying to tell Te- uh, Steffi, you need to tell him. You know, you should be truthful with your doctor and. You know, you need to tell him was actually. I'm like, oh no, she didn't. I, I'll be like, girl, get up out my house. Yeah, you gotta go. This is not your place. First of all, you don't question my guests. Second of all, you don't talk about my personal medical with my doctor. My doctor. Right. Yeah, I was so annoyed with Hope, and I mean, I honestly, I know they're Hope fans, and a lot of them are defending her, saying, oh, she's just trying to help. She's really concerned. Let that happen to you. And see if you would allow that to happen to you. Yeah. And, I mean, knowing knowing the relationship with her and Steffi. Yeah, they're not friends. If yeah, if you're that concerned, tell Liam. Liam is Kelly's father. Mm-hmm. And you let Liam handle that with Steffi. You don't do it because you and Steffi don't have a good relationship. Correct. Correct. So, I think we covered. What Did you have anything more on that? No? Yes? Uh, no. no. I think that's it. I think I've, I think I've complained enough about hope today. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? Actually, we got three minutes left, so let's do the flip the script, and then we can end the show right quick. Okay. So, what's your flip the script? Um, for Y and R, we uh, we I, we kind of pretty much covered it for Y and R. The whole um dating situation with Billy, okay, Amanda, mm-hmm. Lily. Of what I'm hoping to see, mm-hmm. which of course, ultimately, I would like to see Billy and 
Amanda together, but if they don't put him with Amanda, I would like to see Billy and Lily together. Okay. And with Bold? Um, with Bold and Beautiful, I would like to see Liam tell Hope to mind her business. Mm. Go take a seat. <laughs> yes. <laughs> as much as I don't think that will happen because I don't think I've ever seen Liam um, stand up to Hope or mm-hmm. tell Hope to, to sit down somewhere. Uh-huh. Um, that that would be amazing for him to to finally tell Hope, you're doing too much. Let me take care of this. I'm Kelly's father. I'll talk to Steffi if I feel like there's an issue. I need you to relax. Right. Okay. All right. So my flip the script on the Young and the Restless is if I, of course, if I didn't want to see Mark Grossman and Sharon together, but I do. But just say I didn't. I would have mm-hmm. wanted Sharon to draw a hard line. This is what you're going to do, Adam. You're going to run off. It's not beneficial to your child. I'm, I'm, I can't do this with you anymore. I'm done. If yeah, you can yeah. get your priority straight, part of mental health is also not affecting the people around you. Mm-hmm. I don't want to know where you're going to go. If you don't want to tell me, I don't want to know. But at the same time, you got to respect my boundaries. Otherwise, our our, our, our patient-client relationship is going to be done, and I'm going to have to refer you off to someone else. I like that. Yep. On, I like that. Yeah, yeah. But again, I, uh, they're leading them into this hotel room, so I'm looking forward to that. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, Bold, um, basically, it's, you know, same thing. Just go tell her to take several seats. Hope it's not your business. And I wish Steffi would have just threw her out. So, yeah. All right. So we're going to end the show. We got like eight seconds left. Uh, I want to thank everybody. Thank you, Keisha, and be safe. Bye. Thanks for joining us this week on CBS Soap Dish Recap. Make sure you check us out on our Facebook group at The Young and the Restless, Bold and the Beautiful, Long Haul, Die Hard Fans Group. We are 29,000 strong and we will welcome you. Also, never miss an episode. You can check us out on other platforms, such as via RSS, so you'll never miss a show. Also on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and more. While you're at it, if you found value in the show, give us a rating. If you simply want to tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. We're signing off for now. We'll talk to you next week. Bye.